0: All right, hey, welcome everybody. This is Spiritual Underground Podcast. My name is Dan Reeves. I am the host of the Spiritual Underground Podcast. If you're just bought, if you're just coming along the Spiritual Underground Podcast, it is a primarily twelve step recovery based podcast. So if you're done with the substances and uh, and and ready to make a change in your life, stay tuned. Dial around on the uh, podcast, find stories, uh, as we say in twelve step recovery somebody if you listen long enough somebody will tell your story and uh my my main purpose for this podcast is to carry this message to allow others to have hope that uh they can also uh defeat this monster of alcohol and addiction spiritual sickness and uh have a life that they they would not have ever believed they could have uh i'll go ahead and hit 12 step spiritual recovery two that we acronym that TSSR, 12-step spiritual recovery. It is the recovery for all. You no longer need to be an addict, an alcoholic, an overeater, or a gambler, or any of the other um, singleness of purpose type 12-step fellowships. This is a come as you are 12-step uh, spiritual recovery is by James Christopher Cohn. He's here with us today. You can find it book on Amazon following that. James Christopher Cohn, uh, 12 Steps Spiritual Recovery. And we have a website where you can join meetings. Uh, many of those are, are Zoom meetings, so you can join them from all over the world. Uh, as I mm-hmm. am so fond of saying, if you'll work these 12 steps and practicing these principles in your daily life, your life is going to get better. And I can guarantee that. Uh, these just might be the tools you're looking for to uh to break out of the rut and, and that, that you might find yourself in. So 12 steps spiritual recovery.com, 12 step spiritual recovery by James Christopher Cohen on Amazon. And as always, thank you, Darren Frank. I got a message from him or talked to him a little bit earlier today. Uh <clears throat> thanks, Darren, for allowing me to use your music around this and uh probably gonna do a little bit of a uh, talking about <clears throat> Some music that was special to, to our friend Marshall, and uh, I probably should have the obituary up, and I think I actually do here someplace. Uh, our friend Marshall Pendleton was born September 10th, 1976, and uh, he passed just uh, last Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, at the age of 46. Uh, he received a diagnosis of cancer. Um, back in January of this year and uh you know he he buffaloed this thing and uh and and fought it the best that he could and uh had a lot of support around him and uh we laid him to rest on uh this past Saturday and I've done this with a few of our brothers and I just think it's worthwhile to do a, a memorial for for these fellows who uh who walked this walk and, and and uh made their trip to the other side. So I'm gonna start off with how I met Marshall. And uh, I think it's kind of cool because uh, it, it tickles me that Marshall was actually, you know, he lives maybe an hour away from the Louisville metropolitan area, about an hour away from my house. I had no idea who he was, but he was a podcast fan. Little did I, you know, know at that time, I did not know him, and he came across the Spiritual Underground podcast, just digging around for recovery-based podcasts. Uh, he liked it. And uh he turned his sponsor onto it and said, "Hey, man, you ought to listen to this. These guys are from louisville and uh and it's good stuff. Check it out." Well was the my first contact was I received this very heartwarming letter uh from Mark bishop he was he he's a pretty articulate dude and when i read that email that day it really really touched me uh, i have it around someplace and i wondered about digging it back up and and reading it a little bit but i I have not done that but he went on to say about how uh that's the style of recovery that we talk about as a style of recovery that he is looking for and uh you know, was bantering about, about maybe making uh, the hour-long trip up to Louisville to catch a meeting. And uh, and, it, and, he, and his, it was a it was a pretty long email. Uh, and, of course, if people contact me, I will contact them back. i make a habit of doing that. If you send me an email, if I get feedback, I've had feedback from as far away as Africa and L.A. and all over this country uh now and again it's not like it pours in like i have trouble keeping up with it but i get enough of them that keeps the fire burning under me that i'm I'm making it that this podcast is making a difference in some people's lives and it was right before the retreat that year it was like a month before it and um I was talking to bish on the phone right then you know i i replied back to him and he replied back to me with his telephone and i was talking and i was just uh drawn my heart was uh i, I got a nudge from above to invite mark uh invite mark to the to the uh retreat and uh you know he was like you're kidding me you're shitting me dude don't mess with me and uh, and I was like, now lower them expectations a little bit, brother. This is just some hillbillies going out to a little spot in the woods. This is not like a, a, a big production. But he said, uh, I'd love to go. Can I bring my sponsee Marshall? And uh, I said, of course. And uh, th- I think they were able to hit. And, and this is another kind of thing I say. You ought to come to a spiritual underground meeting first. Uh, If you like the vibe at the spiritual underground, you're going to like the vibe at the retreat. And uh, so they come up and hit a couple of spiritual underground meetings. And then uh, the bonds that get formed at that retreat, since you're out there, you know, there's just like a big safety net. Dave, the dog man talked about uh, being a purple aura all over the place, all over the entire grounds. That was just a safety zone where you felt uh, what you could speak freely and um and that bond was made and those guys joined the spiritual underground. I'll go on with one little bit more and Shane can pick up on this a little bit too. Uh, I made a habit of giving away crystals for to dudes when they could do their fist steps. And in previous uh, retreats, I had this piece of fluoride that, uh, that I said fluorite, I think not fluoride, not the stuff you put on your teeth, but the fluorite and, um, that that my buddy shane was for lack of a better term coveting coveting my my uh crystals and uh and he was getting ready to do his fifth step with christopher and uh and i bagged it up and and made it as a gift to uh to to shane and then i will stop there because the story will take off from there i'm sure when he talks about it and uh you know marshall was just uh we run into magical people in this life, and and uh, the best people I've ever met in my life have been as a result of 12-step recovery. I have completely cashed in all my previous so-called friends, and uh, without 12-step recovery, I would have no friends again. <laughs> They're all here, and it's the best thing that could ever happen to me. Actually, I actually... I think the friends I had in the past, I don't even, you know, it's not fair to them to say this, but my feelings are true there is that uh, I almost don't feel like those friends were really friends uh, considering uh, the the level of love and and friendship and true true, uh, accountability and the encouragement we give each other and it's just it's just a whole it's just a whole another level up on the term france so we're here today to memorialize uh uh, marshall tell stories about what's uh what kind of things we got into him what you had everybody i'm sure has some kind of uh story or two and uh we'll just go around the room and um whatever order if somebody is time limited tonight like they gotta scoot quickly i understand that completely and uh, i know everybody has families and other things to take care of so if you fall in that category uh i would certainly invite you to go early in the in the in the round robin here and uh just for fun let's like keep it to one story kind of thing and then if you have a number of them we'll we'll round robin them and come back to them uh i would imagine if somebody else shares it'll spark off something you'll remember that you have forgotten when when you hear a story that somebody else told so uh man we lost a good one and uh thank god it wasn't to the disease um Oh, no, i was my, my my inclination was to say that it's to a worse disease but i'm not sure that it actually is worse than this one it's just different so who would like to go first go ahead marty
1: her name's marty i'm now call it hey marty I. uh my sobriety date is August 7th, 2019. I, uh, Marshall and I went to the same school together. Um, we had a lot of mutual friends. We just didn't run in the same circles. We were never actually, uh, we never hung out. So having said that most of you, if not all of you, Actually, were knew Marshall longer than I did, and that's crazy. But I met Marshall. We uh, we had the same counselor, and while I was uh, while I was with this counselor, he kept talking to me about this TSSR meeting out here at the uh, LaRue County Public Library, and he brought Marshall's name up. And I knew who he was. I just didn't know. him. And so eventually I go out there to this TSSR meeting. And I could tell when he looked at me, he knew who I was. I knew who he was, but we introduced ourselves and he looked at me and kind of laughed and said, nice to meet you. Right. Because we knew each other. We had seen each other for years, but we were we were not friends, you know, and then. And we laughed about it, and so you know, he introduced. It and, and ironically, that meeting, he he was trying to put it together. There just wasn't enough people in this area to really get it going. But Marshall was extremely persistent, as you all know. He uh, he pursued more and more and more all the time. So as many people, and actually, there's a couple of people in here I met because of that. Um, Evelyn and Eddie, I do believe. Anyway, uh, after we met there, the next thing I know, uh, Marshall has led me into AA. Marshall has become my sponsor. Marshall introduced me to the Spiritual Underground, as well as another local meeting. We say we don't strive to be perfect, but I'll be completely honest with you all. Marshall was the perfect sponsor for me. We had so much in common. There couldn't have been there couldn't have been a better sponsor for me, especially coming in new. I mean this guy, man, it, it's just he had He had so much, he had so much to give. And so, you know, I, I had no idea that him and and that counselor that we both went to had been, uh, talking, um, they both led me into it. So I'm here to tell you, man, Marshall that can not only the counselor, but Marshall, (laughs) they work together. Those guys damn near drug me into A.A. they saved my life. They saved my life. I was looking so forward because Marshall's birthday is only uh, his sobriety date is a year and five days from mine. He was actually just my birthday's in November. So he's actually only, you know, less than a couple of months older than me. Uh, both UK fans both interested in a lot of the same music we just had so much in common, man. And yeah, yeah, we texted at least once a day, at least. And a lot of times there were phone conversations. I mean, he taught me so much. Honestly, uh, he, he gave me more than I could have ever give him back. So anyway, the one the one great memory I have, uh, we as working through the steps, we uh, we took a trip. Of course, he introduced me to the stones, the healing stones, the crystals, and he gifted me some crystals. One I wear, one I carry in my pocket every day, one I wear on a necklace around my neck most of the time, uh, unless I think it could be broken. It means a lot to me. And then I have maybe a couple more displayed in my bedroom that were gifted to me by him. And I bought some for my friends. You know, I, I shared this stuff with my friends, even though they're not part of the program. But we went down to the Abbey one day short trip right we took some water bottles with us we took everything with us that we thought all of our books everything and we went down there and uh we spent an entire day down there and didn't even know it we didn't even realize how late it was and i i uh, completed my fifth sixth and seventh step that day and we hiked that entire place. And this was in, I want to say, May of 2020. I'm guessing. Don't hold me to it. The one thing we did not prepare for, we did not take any kind of spray. So about halfway through this hike, which is a long hike, if anyone's familiar, it's several, several miles, you know, round trip. About halfway through there, we start we start noticing these ticks that we're picking up. Mm. (laughs) And and, uh, it was too late at that point. Anyway, we uh, we both witnessed for the first time uh, some snakes mating on the trail. But I tell you what. He opened up. it, It was extremely spiritual that day for me and I think for him as well, because he opened my mind to things that day. That I never would have realized if we weren't working together and we weren't talking and sharing with one another. I don't think I ever would have put those things together on my own. You know, I mean, he was he was not only the perfect sponsor for me, he was a great friend. And I'm. I'm He's always, he's always going to have a very special place in my heart because he was a great individual. He was just, he was so great to be around all the time and he taught me so much, man. And there's, there's not enough good things that I can say about him. And I, I miss him. I'll always miss him. I'll always love him. He'll always have a special place in my heart. And I tell you what, when he got sick, after he was diagnosed the entire time, the the one thing I can say about this guy, the the measure, the measure of humility that he showed me throughout that entire time, he not only he was he was battling, he was a fighter, he was a freaking trooper. He was fighting that stuff with everything he had, man. And the whole time, the only thing I heard him talk about is how to help others deal with what he was dealing with. I don't know anyone else. I've never met anyone else. And believe me, I've seen a lot of people that that. That illness that has it is it has killed me. I've never seen anyone deal with it as well as he did. So. Having said that, he's not any pain. He's not in any pain anymore. The pain is over. He's moved on. To a better place, he's he's good. That's the way I felt when he passed. I felt relieved because I knew he was not in pain anymore and I knew he was moving on to a better place. And, you know, You just don't find people. I feel like I feel like our our power. The Lord. In my case, God. Places people in our past for a reason, and there's no doubt in my mind that Marshall was placed in my path. To keep me from dying. To keep me to to help me to become the man that I wanted to be. Since I was a little boy, he helped me restore myself. He helped me start over. So like I said, Marshall Pendleton played a huge role in my life. I made it a point to tell his mother at the funeral that your son, your son made a difference, your son made a huge difference in many people's lives and he saved mine anyway once again my name is marty Joel i'm an
0: alcoholic I- hey, marty i tried I- to turn that off and i didn't get it turned off on time but that's okay uh i did start a timer on this just so we can help keep ourselves uh a little bit on point and uh yeah that's uh if I'm not mistaken, I got asked to come down and speak at your first birthday down in E-Town, I think. And uh, that's the first time I met you. It was during COVID, and it was a back, uh, back patio. Whoops. That's got to change. I don't like that I, at all, but that'll, got make a it, that'll make it fun.
1: I've got a picture of you, uh, Marshall, Bish, and myself all together that that evening. Well,
0: well, that would be awesome if you would share that with me, man. I would like to have that.
1: I'll find it, and I'll make sure. And I'm pretty sure that bishops got it, but I'll find
0: it and That's I'll share. Awesome, it's man!
1: My first birthday, and it was Marshall's second.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it was. It was a double t- double header. That's right.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you coming down that. Actually, you carved a uh, one year. Yeah, uh, a number. You carved the number one for me out of it, which was super cool. I, it came from a tree from your uh, from where you, farm. Yeah. Yeah, from your farm. Yeah, it was super cool. You put my sobriety date and my name on it. Yeah, I'll never forget that, Dan. Thank you very much, man. That was
0: awesome. Very, 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 very welcome. Andrew, oh. let's hear from Andrew next. Hey, everyone. My
2: name's Andrew, and I'm an alcoholic. Can you hear me all right?
3: Yep. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm here to remember Marshall as well. And, um, you know, listening to Dan, give that intro and hear Marty talk, just, um, had me thinking about him. And, uh, the greatest memory I had with Marshall was in line with, uh, that retreat Dan had mentioned, um, might not have been the first one he was at, but I think it was the second one dirt Two, And, um, and i was actually new into the program at that time uh, maybe like just 45 days or something like that you know i had no idea what was going on for my first time uh experiencing any of this and um going out to the woods with a bunch of bunch of guys i don't know and um when we got there um you know i was really nervous and didn't know what to do i was half wanting to run away but you know i um stuck with it, and the first uh, exercise we did was uh, looking into each other's eyes. So at random, we were chosen uh, another individual to sit and um, look into each other's eyes. And for me, that was the longest I'd ever looked into another man's eyes. And um, it was really, I can can actually just like see his face right now, thinking about him. Um, I remember that like really vividly. you know, there was like, it was like getting dark, but it was still sunny out. Like there was a, you know, shadow cast across his face and, you know, he had just really um, a soft look about him, like a really gentle demeanor, which really put me at ease, you know, being someone who was just fidgety, uh, you know, not knowing what was going on. And, um you know, having that conversation with Marshall without using words uh really meant a lot to me. And it really... Resonates with me even now when I saw his picture just a moment ago. You flashed on the screen, um, still seeing those eyes, still seeing that like soft smile. um, Really just helped me feel at ease at that time in my life and felt it really helped me feel like someone was there, like a kindred spirit, just someone I could relate to. Um, And then I later learned, you know, he was driving a sweet brand new like Toyota Tacoma. And I really love those cars and um, was really like into the crystals, which I have some in the back here from him. And um, yeah, what a, just like a gentle spirit um, through that experience that I get to share with him. Um, So that was my fondest memory with Marshall and
3: you know, one I'll always remember. Yep super cool i i don't i can't remember i lose
0: track of how many times uh what retreats and that kind of thing uh you've been to two of them then right because that was actually that that podcast marshall was uh or at that retreat marshall was actually complaining of some body pains and so having some things going on at that uh all that was a good you know eight months or something before he actually got the diagnosis and uh I can't help, but have that remember, uh, remembrance of, uh, him having to kind of, uh, I don't know, moderate himself there during that retreat.
3: Uh, I think it was a foreshadowing. None of us saw. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, we got the CTM Charlie up next. Thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. CTM. Um, so, um,
4: I always remember Marshall because we did, we started coming to spiritual underground around the same time. I think I was a little bit after him, but, um, you know, Marshall was one of the guys after our group split, like he was one of the few guys that kind of still like remembered when we used to meet in the basement and remembered that, that. Like the group of guys, but I remember Marshall being there and, uh, and where he usually liked to sit and, uh, he just like, he did, he had, a, he had a kind of a calm demeanor about him. Um, and the way he acted, I always thought, you know, he was, I don't know when I first started coming, I thought he had like six years of sobriety or something <laughs> cause he was hanging out with bitch and it's funny because he flipped this back on me. He, uh, he had no idea that I was a newcomer. So like, I remember when I was maybe four or five months sober and he asked me, you know, like, Oh, how, how long have you been around? And I was said, Oh, you know, I came in back in October he said, no shit. <laughs> oh man. He said, uh, I thought you were sober for, I don't know, you know, a couple of years, which was like a a good compliment. Right. But I just thought it was funny that I thought that about him. I never verbalized it. And then he said it to me. Um, this is, this is the one memory, man. So yes, Dan's retreats. And, uh, you know, Marshall always spoke his mind. Like what was, he, he didn't hide anything very well from you, what he thought about something. And, uh, so, uh I was privileged to like do a yoga class and and uh Marshall always participated you know like some guys would kind of just eh, eh, but I could always tell Marshall was into it right and uh we do this class and like guys are coming up to me afterwards they're like man that was awesome that was good you know just like totally blowing up my ego and uh and then Marshall comes up to me like towards the end he pulls me aside and he's like hey man I want to give you some feedback <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like Okay. And, uh, I don't want to say he blasted me, but he's like, yeah, man, I really think you should start doing this different in your yoga, you know, when you're teaching. And, you know, I I really feel like you need to do a better job of like creating the sensations that people are supposed to be feeling with their, uh, when they're doing the practice. And I just thought it was hilarious. You know, I just kind of smiled and like, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know? And, And then he goes, I mean, this is like only the second time I've ever tried doing yoga. But I just think that you should hear that. <laughs> Maybe I do need to hear that. So um, I don't know, man. It's uh, We're going to miss him. And, um, you know, Marshall, I don't think I'm imagining this. He actually disappeared from our group for a little bit. And I don't want to do like revisionist history and forget that. I don't want to dwell on it either. Uh, but for one reason or another, he kind of walked away for a little while. And I was so glad. I hate, I hate that it took a cancer diagnosis. Right. Um, but that he did come back to us. Like he did come back and reintegrate into that group. And, uh, I actually saw that, you know, it was like right after I was coming off my relapse and, um, I don't know. It was just very refreshing to see him going through all this and with, with the diagnosis, with the treatments, you know, and, and he was still even driving into Louisville on occasion to do it in person. Um, <clears throat> until he like physically couldn't, so I admired that strength, that courage that it took, man, and um, uh, I don't know, just the way he tried to live this program the best he could until his last breath, so I will always hold Marshall in my my part my um my heart somewhere, and my middle name is Marshall, so we had that in common too, oh
0: wow, yeah
4: <laughs> Forgot about I said, that. Marshall, that's that's not a name, you know you hear very odd I don't think it's very common at least. And uh, I don't know. We just kind of joked about that. So thanks for letting me share my memory of Marshall.
0: Yeah. You know, in a uh, yoga teacher training, Charlie and I have both done that. One of the exercises and one of the things they drill on you is to be giving each other feedback. But you're certainly not expecting some, you know, first timer kind of almost, you know, come up and offer and offering you feedback right out of the gates on, uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Let you me talk. Say- Go ahead.
4: I just want to share one more quick story about this, man. And this is funny. Absolutely. Every, everybody that knows me knows I'm like a big Louisville fan uh, when it, when it comes to that rivalry. So Marshall is like heavy into the big blue, man. And it's cool. Um, <clears throat> I, I always at Dan's retreats, I think I've been to five of them now, at least there's maybe six, five or six. But anyway, um, you know, Marshall was at all of those two, except for this past May. And he always brought two camping chairs. Like I could never remember to bring a chair, but he always brought two and they were UK, you know, and uh and the first year, you know, I need a chair. I was like, oh shit. And I don't want to use one of Dan's. No offense, Dan, but those chairs aren't very comfortable to be sitting in for six hours straight. Uh Marshall's like, hey man, you know, I got this one right here. It's the big blue. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it. So every year he would bring, you know, I didn't have to bring a camping chair because Marshall would always bring, he's like, I got you on that big blue camping chair, man. So this is my one time a year that I sport the big blue. So, uh, I don't know. It was just cool that we could find some common ground and bond over something silly like that. And now I'm done.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, Marshall disappeared there for a while. Thanks Charlie. And, uh, and as most of, you know, I sponsor his wife in TSSR. So I was like privy to all this stuff that was going on. And, uh, it was another, one of those things that come across my heart and I can even tell you when I was parked and I sent him a Marco Polo, uh, strongly suggesting that he get his ass back in the spiritual underground because you're going to need the support. Uh, and it's just crazy not to, you know, but I know also that what happens in our, you know, uh, alcoholic ego. When we separate ourselves for a little bit, uh, the ego, it does not, it keeps on wanting to make up reasons why not to come back, you know, and all he needed was a little nudge and boom. And, uh, and I'm so glad that he did that because to think about, uh, the opposite could be, you know, a whole lot of isolating and going through that, uh, without that support would have been horrible. Um, Ross's got, or Marshall, I wish he was here to tell the story and he can, and I probably could pipe it in from a previous podcast or some point about Ross coming to the first podcast and Ross came, you know, empty handed. Uh, He showed up with nothing but an appetite and, uh, and he didn't have anything and Marshall had. Surplus of everything you know he was prepped out, he had surplus of everything, and so he kind of uh Marshall tells it great about him coming in and going, Oh man, you in that tent by yourself? Do you have an extra sleeping bag?" Do you have an extra air mattress Do you, and, and, and basically just moved in on and like this is Marshall's first time around us, too. So he's not like used to that intimacy that we have where we'll just uh, talk freely. And and Ross didn't have any problem asking. And uh, he tells that really tells that uh, in a very hilarious manner when Marshall, I maybe might go out and try to find that and pipe it in in this thing someplace. Um, that's cool uh yeah so from there on out marshall had a roommate for uh for 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 the retreat (laughs) from there on out
6: uh toaster hey what's up everybody uh thanks for being here i'm toby i'm alcoholic uh you know we talk about marshall you know, he was, he was one of my core guys when I first got sober. And and when Dan started introducing me to the fellows, he was, you know, one of my core group members and uh, just the wittiness about Marshall. He knew a little bit about everything. I mean, you name a movie, he knew the actors in it, any type of music, he would chime in on it. And he, he was one of the smartest dudes. I I don't know, man. He was street smart, book smart. He just knew a little bit about everything. And with that soft spoken voice, you know, him being one of the first guys I met amongst the group, uh, just that comforting feeling around him. I have numerous stories about Marshall in a short amount of time. You know, I was lucky enough, my sponsor invited me to this Marco Polo group we had and there was about six of us on there every day we chatted about life. And it, it was pretty special. And <laughs> I'll never forget the day where he was going through it, right? Because that's what we did. We, we shared our, our troubles, our ups, our downs, our daily affairs on this Marco Polo. And I'll never forget, I don't know if April was giving him shit around the house or what, but I still laugh about it today. He got mad and opened the refrigerator and me and Shane were talking about the other night and I just giggle because he opened the refrigerator and uh, I guess April bought like 30 bags of cheese. (laughs) Maybe that's a lot, but he started pulling the cheese out of the cheese drawer. What do we need this for? And he's doing this on Marco Polo, slamming the cheese on the ground. We got mozzarella. We got Kobe Jack. We got Swiss. Who needs all this damn cheese? And I tell you what, man, his, his funeral the other night, I was thinking about it, just, you know, just, just giggling to myself about some of the happy memories of, of Marshall. Uh, <laughs> but, of course, you know, it, it went it went beyond that. Uh, I got to know him really well. Also, he, he had his Monday night one day at a time meeting. And that's when I really got close with him because he was he was keeping this meeting alive, I guess. And he was doing the blunt of the work and some nights there'd be just three of us in there, you know, and you get to really know some guy when there's just three people in a meeting and uh, you got 40 minutes to talk for three people and week in and week out. And, you know, my life got busy and I moved away from that meeting, but I would always get his email post hey, don't forget the meeting tonight, you know, and uh, I don't know. Marshall meant so much to me, and uh, I definitely have a lot of his memories on my mantle in my living room. He, he did not get me into crystals because I still know nothing about them, but I just loved the way they looked, the way they felt, the energy from them. And it just, I don't know, it's just something that was very special to me with those crystals, and I really appreciate that he turned me on to it. You know, because years ago, I, I saw crystals around concerts and shows and stuff, and I never put put any attention to them. And, and today, you know, I look up on the mantle, and there they are, and it's just a reminder of how great he was, you know, and how giving he was. You know, you go buy a crystal, right, and then he throws some extra stuff in there, and next thing I know, I'm burning Palo Santo around the room. And, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a major part of where, where I – how I got sober and you know, just a great person and a great man, you know, and uh that soft spokenness of him and his humor, his sense of humor, you know, is it's that will live on forever for me. So thanks for letting me share about Marshall. Love you guys.
0: Thanks, Toby. It sprung off some memories too on yeah, Marshall was uh full of jokes. He always had a joke, man, and uh, for just about any occasion, and it'd be like relative, it'd have some relevance to whatever was going on uh, to, to the joke would be fine tuned to, to something that was happening in our group or something, Um uh, Along those lines on that crystal thing, and and I know Shane's going to talk about, but he came in and he was standing around after this meeting or in Marco Polo or something. I can't remember if we, I think we were actually together after the meeting and he was talking about that this culvert next to his house has crystals shoot out of this culvert. And you know, and he had just gotten into him, you know, and uh and I was sitting there thinking, what, you know, and and it just it hit me after a minute. I'm you know how I jack around with people, and I was going, No way, that's bullshit, man. There are not crystals coming out of that thing, and he's going, uh-huh. I find them and I, I find them all the time. And I said, No, I think you're wrong. I said, Those crystals are finding you, and you could just see it hit him. it was like a perfect thing you know he got into it and here the earth was shooting these damn crystals out to him out of the culvert that that feeds into his pond matter of fact he gave me one of them crystals that shot out of the pond and i'll keep it forever uh it lays by my lays
3: on on my nightstand uh every night uh i had something else but i'm gonna let whoever is next it looks like shane is up next shane gets an um yeah i grateful to be here
7: tonight um you know i had the honor to um to do the service for marshall and i was like i don't know what to say that i didn't say on the <laughs> in the in the funeral but um uh i went down there thursday because i was trying trying to think of what to say man Cause the only people i knew was his wife and then all of his recovery buddies so i didn't know anybody else so i went down to the visitation to try to get some inspiration you know from other people and not many people were really talking i didn't get to meet too many people to say too much and um, I was just worried, man, and uh, I remember I, I spoke with his mom, and I was worried that, you know, she was going to be upset that I was doing the funeral service because April had said something about they had found somebody, but Marshall wanted me to do it, you know, and, and uh, so I was kind of hesitant on talking to her. I was really worried, and then I sat down and talked with her, and she was just so grateful that I was doing the service and uh, made me feel at ease. And, um, she's like, you'll, you'll do perfect. I know you will, you know, and, and I was trying to, um, take myself out of this thing. Cause you know, we're alcoholics. We're like, we're talking about ourselves a lot. So I was really trying to purposely take myself away from all of this and not share too much about myself. And, um, so, um, as I'm driving home, uh, I'm so grateful for the spiritual underground podcast, man, because I was like missing Marshall and I was like, I just want to hear his voice man so i threw on his last episode back in uh march 1st and uh where he's talking about his journey with cancer and uh it gave me so much inspiration on what to say and put me at ease and i was just so grateful for it dan i really appreciate it um that you got that podcast for sure um so i I went home and started writing this thing out and it just started flowing and um, the the part where he he was talking about that song Live Like You Were Dying, you know, where he did not hit the fuck it button. Like I don't know if I could not hit the fucking button if I had that diagnosis. You know what I mean? Uh I've not been put in that situation yet. So I don't know how I would react. I would hope I would go with the same grace as he did, but um, I just don't know, you know. Uh so uh and listening to it. And he, he said, he reminded me, I remember him saying this, but I'd forgotten about it until I listened to the podcast again. And he said he was the most spiritually, emotionally, and mentally fit he'd ever been in his life. And I was like, Dude, that is, that is a soldier right there. That's a true Testament of the 12 steps of doing this work and, and, and living in the moment in the now, man. And that's what he did all the way to the very end, man. And, uh, when April called me when I was on vacation, I just so happened to be in a bathroom at, at the beach with my phone and my phone was on silent. But I saw her name pop up. I was like, oh, I better check this out. So I answered and um, she had told me that uh, one of the last conversations that they had when he was coherent was that he would like me to do the service. And I immediately said yes. But inside everything was screaming, no, what are you doing? You've never done a funeral. You can't do this, you know, and and. um I talked to my sponsor about it, talked to my support group about it, talked to April and, and his mom, and it just put me at ease, man. And to be able to go down there and honor my friend like that and take myself out of it the best I could, because I had so many stories as well, you know, and I could talk all day about them, but I'm not going to do that. You know, and, uh, the, the crystal I had just, I had to talk about that because that first meeting, he showed up there. Um, another part of that was, he also found SU through um, a guy named Roman that lived in Lexington, that was in Christopher's IOP that I knew. And he was telling them how great this meeting was and to check it out and he, they had found the podcast and they were like, and then they came. So, and when he came to that meeting uh, that night, um, I had my, that fluorite crystal that Dan gave me when I did my fist up. And I wanted to talk more about that, but like I said, I was trying to take it out, you know, talking about myself so much in, in, a, in a eulogy, but um i had that fluorite crystal that dan gave me on my fist up uh, and uh I, I fell in love with that thing at the first uh spurt i was at and i remember contemplating stealing that crystal <laughs> you know? it it felt like it was mine you know what i'm saying it was like dude this thing is mine you know and it was almost i don't know six months later is when i finally got it but as soon as christopher handed me the bag i knew what it was you know it meant that much to me and then um, Marshall walks up to me after the meeting. I had it in the meeting, and he he didn't even say hello. He was like, What is that? <laughs> and I just told him what I knew about it, you know. And next thing you know, he he was coming back and falling in love with crystals and knew more than I did immediately and ended up starting his business, you know. And another thing was, uh, he another way he started his business was he was he had got obsessed with crystals so much that it was causing problems in his relationship. And uh Um, by spending so much on crystals and uh, he was bidding on them online and stuff like that. And I was like, Hey, man, uh, if you see something I like, you know what I like. So if you see something, I'd like you to purchase something for me. You know, he's like, Okay, cool. You know, I can do that. And then finally, one Tuesday, he came to me, he's like, Look, man, he's like, I really wanted this crystal, but I went in that night for the intent of finding your crystal for you that night. And I came across this one. And uh, it was something I've been wanting for a long time. And it's very hard for me to sell this to you, but I'm going to do it. And he did. And he he sold it to me. And uh, I was so grateful. And then not too long, he started his business. And then um, when his two-year birthday came around, uh, I met up with him to get some crystals uh, at one of his job sites. And uh, I gave him a present. And what it was was that first crystal that he sold me. And he, he treasured that and put it in his own personal collection in the very back where nobody would want it or anything like that. And um, I, I said something to April about it and uh, she gave me that crystal uh, on the day of his funeral, man. And uh, I'll, I'll cherish that thing forever. Um, I, I just love my friend to death, man. And and I know he's still here in spirit. Um, when I was uh, doing the the funeral, there was a, a part where I had to sit down the next song was coming on. And I swear to you, it felt like his hands were on the back of my chair and shook my chair a little bit like, you're doing it, you're doing it. And that's what it helped me get through, man. And when when, uh, when um, April asked me to put the crystals into the coffin for him, I picked one of them up and I was like, I really like this one. <laughs> yeah. I just in my mind heard him say, <laughs> that was going with me, put it in here, you know? And I just started giggling at the casket because I could just hear him. And I felt his presence, man. And 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 the whole, the, another thing that got me through was, um, uh, uh, I kept hearing his voice say, I asked you because I knew you could do it and I want you to do it. You got this buddy, you know? So that's
0: what helped me get me through
7: I'll shut up now, let somebody else share. Shane Gibson Alcoholic. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Shane. And I will say it once again, you did a super fantabulous job in that uh uh officiating that funeral. It really, really, really was a great job. And uh I had never gave this any thought before, really, but uh that's that's the flavor I want mine to be too uh heavily on the 12 steps that's what made me and that's what made him and and i see that fairly often going to funerals and uh and a person's 12-step life tends to take a back seat to uh whatever else they do you know and i and i know that like in the foundation of these people the 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 guy or gal everybody knows is a result of these 12 steps you know and then it again it just gets overlooked like it wasn't I i guess the anonymity thing ends up being a, in the way but uh right. great job on yeah, that man there were
7: thinking there was one guy that was in aa that i didn't know that came up to me and said that was the best funeral involving aa i've ever been to in my life and i was like thank you for saying that you know cuz i tried to incorporate the 12 steps but that's what saved his life you know
0: yep yep the marshal we knew it was a product of 12 steps yes sir thank you again
7: for the podcast man it was a great inspiration i couldn't have done yeah. it without it thank you hey man
0: you're very welcome uh, Christopher, you're up next, brother.
8: Hey, everybody.
0: Christopher Cohen,
8: alcoholic and addict and a few other things. Um, thank you for doing this, Dan. This is a, a rare and special thing that we're honoring our dead in a document that can be accessed by others that maybe helps them in their recovery. And it'll stand for all time. I'm not aware of any else that does this i mean you know they might give people mentions on other podcasts that so-and-so passed away and talk about them but doing a whole dedicated memorial i if you can find one out there let me know but I'm, i've never heard of such a thing so it's a, it's a beautiful thing uh, there's two main things i can say about marshall i'll say one now and save one for later uh, when he first started to show up we were in the basement still and it seemed like him and bish were joined at the hips and I was like, well, who are these guys coming in? <laughs> I didn't, I was like, who are these guys? Well, yeah, I'm always interested in the new people coming in the group. I know Shane's the same way. We want to make sure we reach out, make sure they feel welcome. And when I first looked at him across the way, you know, he's got a shaved head and he's kind of bulky. He worked for at t and, you know, he kind of looks like a man's man and... I was trying to think as a writer, you know, it wasn't exactly piercing eyes, but he had penetrating eyes. He had this stare that was really kind of intense when he was looking at you or trying to listen in a group. And I was like, this guy's kind of intimidating (laughs) a little bit. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what to expect when I go talk to him. And this is one of those areas in recovery that I talked about in group the other day that I love. Today, I love I didn't like it before coming to recovery. I love being proven wrong. I love it when I'm wrong about something today and when you make up your mind about somebody or something and then you find out, oh, I was completely wrong because I go up and talk to him and he's got this very gentle voice, like people said, and he's funny and he's very personable. And it was completely opposite of what I expected. And um, the one thing that really impressed me about Marshall, he had a very, very unique quality. I don't find this in many people. He was curious. He was interested and curious. And anytime he brought something up, if he didn't know what it was, he'd be like, Well, what, what's that? He would like stop you in the middle of the sentence and go, Well, what's that? Or what's that mean? <laughs> and I don't know many people that do that. I know the majority of people I know will just go along and say, Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. And he had the humility and the bravery to just say, Well, what, what do you mean by that? Or what, what's, what's that? <laughs> and he wanted to know more. He wasn't just saying that out of curiosity, he was interested. And so this seeking of knowledge and seeking of new things, it's a rare quality, especially by alcoholics. Mm
3: -hmm. So
8: I remember him for that. And um, I just want to give a testimony to this program about, we talk about in here, if y'all could find something that works as efficiently and in such a short time frame to completely change a person, and I mean completely change a person, we have a thousand million examples to give you as evidence. And one of them is Marshall coming in and having no idea that he was going to become the crystal king of Elizabethtown. I guarantee it when he was in detox. If somebody had presented him with that notion, he'd have been like, what? What do you mean? What? What? You know, kind of like Dan, if somebody had said he was going to be a yoga instructor one day, if I had told him that in the first couple of weeks I was sponsoring him, he might not have kept me as a sponsor. So I love how our program will put us in touch with our true spirit, not the programmed exterior creature that our jobs and our society and our family made us. And he found his true passion. He was able to spend his last years or however long, I guess a couple of years, three years, maybe chasing his passion, going around doing shows and, um, and excited to learn more and more about it. How many of us get to do that on our job? And one last thing, man, you know, he would go to these shows and Marshall and I found a kinship at the end of pop culture. And I had no idea that he was into all that stuff. Like, you know, what actor was in what show or what are the good movies from the 80s and stuff like that. And I, we were sharing a lot of that at the end on on the Marco Polo because he had so much time on his hands, you know, resting up from his treatments and being sick. And so... And I'll we'll say, well, oh, check this out, man. If you never saw this, check this out. And it brought a little bit of joy to his life. But what I really liked is when you go to these shows, they would have stars from all these B grade shows, right? Shows that they're not the A list celebrities but they're the interesting celebrities. And I'm going to look up on my phone and if I can find the picture of the dude he sent me, but I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that dude was still alive. And he's like one of those icons in our culture, but he's definitely a B-list celebrity. Um, and we got to share that together and it was a lot of fun. So I love Marshall to death
3: and I'm going to miss him terribly. Thanks for doing this for us. I'll shut up for now, Dan, thank you. Got yourself muted, dude. He really did make a when when he tore into this
0: crystal thing, man, he 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 became a student of it and and really did. And you know, his one of his favorite sayings was the old thing at the end of the um uh, back there in appendix two on uh that, that contempt prior to investigation line, you know, and he lived that, you know, if he didn't understand something, he asked about it and uh had no, you know, you could tell he had no judgment about things. He actually lived that he didn't have any judgment about something he didn't understand until he got to know more about it. And that is something. And he was a king of, I I don't know anybody that knows movies and like characters and (laughs) scenes. And I don't know if you've ever been to his house and seen his CD collection, you know, and, uh, I ain't mean, just like unbelievable numbers of movies hanging on and uh up on this, uh, big bookshelf full of CDs. Um, uh, nobody's got their hand up at the moment. You know, uh, I think I, I alluded to that Andrew got to do the eye gazing with Marshall and, uh. That's just something another and it's not really pertaining to Marshall specifically, but that particular uh I will keep that forever in in the lineup of the uh retreat because of the power uh and the connection that two men make by simply staring into each other's eyes for a for a period much longer than you're comfortable doing, and that's actually the people go, how long are we going to do this for?" I don't know as long as it takes, and everybody's always uh, blown away by how long we actually did it. They felt like it was a shorter amount of time than that. Hey, Matt just signed on. Eddie, Chrissy, uh, just looking for names that uh, folks who haven't haven't shared and uh, like. Uh, I know I can. I know I can hit Shane and. Probably a couple others to fill in uh, more stories, and so you don't have to do just one.
3: Matt, you got anything you want to share about, brother? Yeah, I was
9: looking at it, I thought maybe I raised my hand up like I do in
0: the Zoom. Yeah, you can. I couldn't find that. Well, I will call you out in this show. No,
9: oh, that's fine. Yeah, I just want to say, I'm Matt Marshall. You know. Last year at the retreat was probably the first time I really got to get to know him, and uh, he was probably my style because I, I just loved how laid back he was. He was super easy to sit down and talk to, and uh, he was—I don't you know—made made me feel more comfortable whenever I was around him. Especially uh, when we first come in these rooms, you know, it's uh, you know we're very uncomfortable, and uh, he made it really easy. Probably for everyone, whenever you're around him, how laid back he was. Uh, yeah, it's just sad, man. And uh, I hope that uh people can remember how awesome he was, you know, and how he stayed sober through all this. I think is uh amazing. But it would be easy to uh you know, just say fuck it you know it was
0: yep. a strong strong one I yep. guess that's all i really got to say and uh yeah that's it thanks man. you know marshall uh i have that thing where i have i try i like to get guests as they have uh completed their 12 steps and hit the one year mark there's a whole bunch of people that have uh came in and talked in their first year and and actually that day uh mark and marshall both came over and we did a little double header and we did one and then did the other one and he had made a uh, commitment that day that after he hit his one-year mark he was going to ditch the nicotine and uh i remember that as soon as he made that attempt his employer went on strike and uh, so they were marching on the picket lines and everybody was smoking and then people were drinking. They were all marching on the picket line like that. And he kind of was talking about like a trial by fire on both sides of it, that there he was out there in his first God, year of recovery, it. trying to put down the, uh, who's doing the cussing. Uh, we can't cuss at this podcast. God damn it. And, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the struggles and i and i remember talking you know and that's one of the beauties about this just another of the million beauties about this program is that you can come in and air all that stuff out and i remember a couple days where marshall was uh on edge to say the least as far as uh trying to put down that nicotine while tons of people are standing around smoking and dipping and using every form of nicotine they possibly could while he was trying to quit and uh and he did. Um and the honest fact is is that is one area that he did throw in the hit the fuck it button on nicotine. Probably it's not the best thing to do for uh trying to survive cancer, but uh I don't think it would have made a hell of beans difference one way or the other. And uh uh judge him not one bit as uh making that decision because uh I truly think I would
3: probably do the same thing. Evelyn, you are up next.
10: Eddie was trying to raise his hand, and he kept right.
0: falling off, so all right, well, had, I see him. I'll call him out here in a minute. He fell out again,
10: yep, it's rough on the phone. um hi, I'm Evelyn. uh, I met Marshall uh. He may have come to a meeting that I go to that used to be at Unity Church. I'm not, I'm not for sure that he attended that meeting, but I know my sponsor in the beginning of my recovery had me come to the spiritual underground meeting every month for birthdays so that I could observe recovery, uh, long term recovery and short term recovery, but the relief of being there and um so i had i had seen him i'd met him and then a group of us i believe it was me and eddie and i think chrissy went to hodginsville to support the meeting that he and his wife april were uh running for tssr uh, you know, they were running a TSSR meeting there on Saturday afternoons at the library, and uh, he was quiet. And
3: but he,
10: it's it's really hard to explain. He had the uh, the soft voice of a teddy bear with the body. Of a large black bear, you know, his uh, physical presence was a lot, but his uh, spiritual presence was smooth and calm and gentle and sharing. And um, he had crystals for everybody who came and they welcomed us. And it was just, it was just a really thoughtful, meeting and uh he hooked me in (laughs) um i had been going to another meeting that had uh, a crystal presence in it and uh marshall became my dealer and uh he always had the information on whatever the crystal was whatever the jewelry was, whatever the piece was that would provide me with more energy. Uh, He was, he was more than a resource. You know, I could have looked things up in a book, but he was a person who cared that in addition to getting my crystals, getting my supplies, I understood what I was getting, and he was patient enough to sit with me when I would go down there and 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 chat with me and talk about uh, recovery and the crystals. I can't tell you how much I have a uh, a vast supply of items on my. on my crystal station. And uh, it's funny because I give probably one or two of them away for every uh, one I buy. Uh, It's just crazy. It's like a gift that keeps our purchase that keeps on giving. Uh, But um, that's kind of his spirit. That's kind of the feeling that I got from him. The (laughs) the thing that I, the thing that I treasure most of all my memories with Marshall is the day that I took my husband to uh, E-Town with me. And we went into their meditation station and my husband sat at his chair and looked at all the crystals and listened to the uh, the singing bowl and all of that. And I did other things, and Marshall talked with Barry. And that was the closest Barry's ever come to getting a connection with another person who could lead him into a spiritual recovery. And I was I was so hopeful that more would blossom from that, but there just wasn't time. And, uh, you know, we all have the gift of so much time. And he was a bright light in a short time. So I'm grateful for the time that I got to know him. I was really grateful that I was able to attend the service uh the memorial service for his life because there was so much joy in that room
3: i could feel
10: i i could swear that that i felt his spirit there with us and all of the people that i've met over the years were there and there were so many people that i didn't know there so it just tells me that he touched many 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 more people than i could have even known and uh we can only hope for something like that so i am grateful for my small exposures to Marshall and my great friendship with that April. Um, So I think that's really all that I have, but I appreciate this opportunity, Dan. Thank
3: you. think you're on mute. You're right. I am. I'm making noise on my end and I don't want you to hear it.
0: I was uh, looking up a couple of his podcasts because I wanted to copy the the URL for it so I can put those in the show notes so that people can have easy access to uh, to his episodes when uh, when they listen to this one. Uh, I know he was on a number of them where we did some group ones like post uh, retreat podcasts and stuff like that. So uh, I'll try to look them up and get them, get them linked in the show notes when I release this one.
3: All right, Chrissy, how's it going? Long time no see. Got to unmute yourself. can you hear me now I uh, sure can
11: okay um well um like Evelyn said we all went to that meeting and um um wherever they that place they're from it just slipped my mind but anyway um Hodginsville, yes and that library you know I'm thinking we're gonna go to this little bitty room and have this little bitty meeting and We were in this big library and it was so nice and cool in there and lit up. And it was really nice meeting. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little shy of men at first. And, um, that's why I felt about Marshall. And, um, after the meeting, he gave everybody a, um, crystal and, uh, amethyst and, I lost mine and I'm not sure if I lost it or somebody picked it up on an accident or whatever, but um, it wasn't long after that, that April gave me an amethyst bracelet. And so that made me feel better, you know, I don't feel so bad about it, but I would love to be able to find it again. But, um, you know, I'll tell you what impressed me the most about Marshall was the fact that, He was such a good dad, you know, Um, I know I've worked with patients who have cerebral palsy and things like that, you know, in wheelchairs and stuff. And it's not an easy job. And it's and it's really hard on the caretakers. And I mean, for him to um, be able to uh, take care of his son while April came to be with us on our retreats and stuff. Or just even a meeting, you know i thought that was just one of the kindest acts that um you know any father could have um given for anyone you know his wife especially and you know i just love april to death and i didn't get to go to a lot of meetings with marshall but i've been to meetings with him there but the one that um was the most special one was when he gave us our crystal that was my first crystal ever and he gave it to me and i swear i wish i could find it but you know um it's okay i got the bracelet it's it's prettier no not really not prettier. but anyway no big deal but um and i wanted to come to the funeral but i have a girlfriend that just had a double mastectomy and um you know, um, because of cancer and um you know, uh it gets kind of crazy. I don't see how Marshall I don't see how Marshall held himself together as y'all talk about, because I know just last night um I was at my girlfriend's house because I've been staying with her and um because she can't lift or do a lot of stuff. <laughs> so anyway, um and her and the her rent downstairs. <laughs> got into a screaming argument and I was just like I want to go home I want to go home and so anyway you know um, I missed my bed anyway but I've been staying with her a lot but um, I just I see what she's going through and I've been with many people who have died from cancer and it's a cruel disease and how Marshall could have ever held himself together and just always cared about the other person instead of himself you know what a legacy you know anyway i'm just so glad i got to know him and um especially got to know his wife also thank you
0: i did it again i was coughing sneezing uh that's another thing you know that that Marshall and April took it upon themselves to uh, venture out and sure. and create a, a a TSSR meeting down in their hometown, you know, and that takes that takes some guts, and uh, and you're putting yourself out there doing that and. Uh, I will never forget going down there for the inaugural one. A few of us rode down and and took part in it, and they gave it a heck of a run. But just the uh, the support and the attendance, just it didn't. I think they did it for a year, and uh, gave it a go, and uh, it just it just you know that sometimes that's all you can do is just try. Uh I always called Marshall the spiritual underground podcast super fan. You know, there's a that's a term today. And uh first time I was uh that was brought up to me was people who were super fans of the walking dead. And uh Marshall would always like every week he would send me feedback on uh on the podcast, both constructive, you know, and, and well, all constructive, but uh, would give me like the, keep doing this. I like you doing that. And then in this area, maybe you ought to think about not doing that so much. And, and I always appreciated, uh, frankly, he, he, he provided me with more feedback for the podcast than any other person I can think of besides my sponsor. Uh, and, uh, and I did, and I, and I really did appreciate that, you know, uh, uh, sitting here doing one of these things uh as I say so often too you know I don't see me that well you know uh you guys see me better than I see me I've got uh, a certain uh feeling about what I do and and all that and I don't see it and sometimes uh um, well, wasn't too awful long ago I started telling people on this podcast that if they weren't done drinking they should run because this is going to screw up their 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 recovery it's going to screw up their drinking and my sponsor gently reminded me is that really the vibe you're wanting to put off on your podcast and i was like uh no that is not the vibe i'm wanting to put off in my podcast Uh, i want to be attractive so if you are have i've changed it and if you're having trouble and you're drinking and drugging this is the place to be. I don't know to say, if you're having trouble with your drinking and drugging, leave. <laughs> no, no, wrong message, wrong message. Uh, you know, I, I thought about sitting down and trying to brainstorm on uh, various Marshall stories. We've had a bunch of them over time, but, you know, you take them for granted and it's just uh, just doing life together. Uh, I know, you know, between him and I, and when TSSR first started up, there were very few females that had the tools in their pocket. They didn't, they didn't have them and, uh, and Christopher and I and Eddie and uh, a few of us took it upon ourselves to do, you know, it's always been like a thing you don't, you know, you're kind of, uh, you're, you're warned away from sponsoring cross uh cross genders and for obvious reasons and it's not like that's a that's a hard and fast rule because it's not but it definitely has its uh uh cautionary tales about what sometimes can happen but uh you know april had asked me to sponsor her and my very first thought was does marshall know this you know and well we we she had a conversation with marshall and then i wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth you know was that going to be okay and i will admit that it was uh it 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 was a challenge it was a challenge to maintain a friendship with somebody uh while you sponsor their spouse and 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 uh i would like to think i'm uh we did a good job there's we it all worked out okay but it was it was definitely something that uh, had more impact on me than I had intended, or I could have anticipated of uh, you know when you allow somebody to vent and in which we all need that outlet to vent uh, of trying to put uh, a barrier a boundary up against between that and my relationship with Marshall, and that was a that was a tough balancing point. It really was uh, all through that time i uh i felt in the later years that that i had my my relationship with marshall had suffered as a result of my relationship with april uh i don't it's i i have no idea why what that what significance that has but uh you, know, you kind of, as sponsoring somebody like that and friends with the other one, you kind of get that front row seat in a person's lives and and you get in a little deeper than what you wanted to, really. Uh, but it, it all worked out, and Marshall was always, uh, uh, he wanted April, and that's another one of these stories that happened here, is that Marshall came and, you know, they say, Keep on trying until the miracle happens, and and for me, the miracle happened when I landed at Spiritual Underground. The miracle happened at that moment. I uh, and I and I, you know, looking back with hindsight, I know that something shifted in my very being on the first time I came to a Spiritual Underground meeting. And Marshall wanted April to be able to have that same thing, although it was not easy to find. And especially for somebody who wasn't fitting into AA and and fitting into uh, any of the most of the other 12-step programs. And then, uh, you know, Christopher started, wrote the book, and we started up that TSSR meeting. And there, by golly, she was able to to jump in and, and do the work. And uh, I don't know that there's a more beautiful thing than when husband and wife partners are operating with the same set of guidelines uh in in order to keep their partnership up and uh i know how that definitely was a uh was a was a super positive point in both their relationships you know the downside of it is you know there's always a thing about you know uh you can also get into the kind of like you need to talk to your sponsor kind of (laughs) comments that sometimes don't go flying too well when none of us i don't know anybody that wants to be told that they need to talk to their sponsor uh but they did they navigated that with uh you know in a a very uh healthy way and and i got a front row seat on watching uh that happen and i just feel fortunate that that i was able to uh uh god picked me to put in a role where i was able to take part in that and and watch it happen and and hopefully have a positive impact on on that goings on there uh so uh
3: perfect timing shane all right Uh uh so
7: yeah just thinking about everything that's been said um i have so many reminders around me um of marshall um you know he was your biggest fan on the podcast and i think i was his biggest crystal fan um i can't tell you how much i've spent with him uh as far as money goes But that was the cool part about it. He knew what I liked, but he didn't take advantage of that because I pretty much anything he ever sent me, I bought. You know, and it it would just truly fit me. You know, and it was something I needed or wanted. And then, um, like Evelyn said, I've gave two away for every one I've kept. You know that I bought from from Marshall, and that's just how crystals work, in my opinion. You know, you gave me my first one, um, my most special one and um and and that's just how the crystal giving is and every time i would buy something he'd always had to throw something in you know he said here here's this too you know and it just reminds me of uh, when um he had, was first going through the chemo he was having troubles um with um using the restroom not to get too personal and he was really backed up and uh because of the medication the chemo and he was struggling with that and it was causing him to uh, back up so much he was actually belching that smelled like a, a you know it's extremely bad he would say that too and um he decided he wanted some new toilets put in his house and he was asking me what kind of toilets to get and i was telling him i was like you get them and i'll, I'll come down and put them in for you he's like no i mean i'll find somebody down here it's like that's what friends are for man you helped me with so much so let me help you you know and so he said okay, and so I took the ride down there one Thursday after aftercare, and I uh, did aftercare the whole way down there. And he was—I think he was on that that one too—and um, got down there. And anytime you you work for friends, it seems like uh, worst-case scenario stuff always happens, and I kind of expect that to happen. And that's why most of the time when I work for somebody like I or doing something like that, it's uh, pretty much a freebie um, because I know I'm uh, going to get some stuff I don't want to do and you know, I'm not, not charging them for it. So it doesn't matter anyway, you know, kind of deal. And I get down there and of course, you know, his plans was broke and I had to, you know, some unforeseen problems we didn't know about. And I spent most of the day down there, um, putting in the toilets and, um, uh, we got done. He was like, man, I'm i I'm gonna take you to lunch after this, you know, and we'll, we'll, go get some lunch. Like, that's cool. I was like, well, um, but before we go, can we do something? He said, sure. What do you want to do? I was like, would you mind if we did a, um, a Reiki prayer and meditation? He's like, yeah, I'd like that. So, uh, we went to his bedroom and he laid down on his bed and, um, I was praying with the intent on helping him with his guttural problems. And, uh, I put my hands on his stomach and knelt down and prayed next to him for a long time. And, uh, um, I finally just when i was finished i i got up and he stayed in bed and i just walked downstairs and talked to april for a while and he finally walked downstairs and um he's like man that was really nice thank you very much i I appreciate what you just did for me you know and uh we went to lunch and that's where the picture that was at the funeral came from there's a windy sign in the background but we we went to lunch at ruby tuesdays together or something like that i can't remember um, and, uh, an hour later after I left, he called me and, uh, uh he called me his angel. He said, I just went in the bathroom. It was able to ship for the first time in like nine days, you know, and he's like, it felt so good. And the new toilets are awesome. And he was just so grateful. And, you know, it's just a story I'll never forget, man. It's. The power of prayer doesn't work. And I'm not saying I have any kind of fucking powers or nothing like that, but I think he got relaxed enough, you know, just laying there and knowing that somebody cared enough to do that for him, that it may have helped him, you know? And uh, I'll never forget that moment. And um, another thing I wanted to share was when we went to MD Anderson, you know, I got to spend three whole days with him, 24 hours a day for three days, man. And I cherished every fucking moment, man uh he was so strong um he didn't talk about i said this in the eulogy but he he didn't talk about regrets or remorse or men's he needed to make we 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 sat in the room and played fucking rummy and he whooped my ass we were eating m&ms going on snack runs and things like that and um i know that he he told me you know he's like it had to be you to come with me you know to help me and i was like it wasn't just me it was you needed somebody to be here. He's like, no, it had to be. You, you know, he had that way of making you feel special, and uh, he definitely did that for me. And uh, he always listened to whatever I had to say, with that intent y'all were talking about with his eyes, and and really wanting to listen to you. And he he did that for me. He did so much for me that I could never repay him. You know, and uh, I just miss him so much. I really do. It's been hard. It's been really hard um sunday i got up and uh i was struggling man i, did, I had like an emotional hangover the next day after his funeral and i didn't want to do nothing man i didn't want to do anything i just grieved all day man I'm still in grief and that's another thing that this 12 steps have helped me do is uh learn to process my feelings and feel my feelings versus shove them down and not dealing with them so i'm uh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of dealing with them and talking about them and, uh, he's feeling pretty good, but I miss my buddy. That's all I gotta say. Thank you.
3: Thanks Shane. Yeah.
0: My conversations with him, you know, I, I never heard, uh, like, an, I, I never heard a fear or, uh woe is me or any kind of like victim kind of talk out of him whatsoever uh it was just accepting it for what it was and uh definitely talking about having some tough decisions to make as how to go forward from here but never once to i did i recall him talking um
3: lack of a better term, gravely about his condition. Christopher. I agree 100% with that. In fact, he uh, did what we were
8: supposed to do. He suited up and showed up, and he did the trudge. He was trudging through his treatments, man, like a champion. Um, The second thing I wanted to share about Marshall is my gratitude for him picking up the end of the rope when we were trying to offer this program to people and he was on board immediately. He didn't even hesitate. He was like, oh yeah, we're going to start a meeting in Elizabethtown. I was like, okay, (laughs) you'll be the first meeting outside Jefferson County. That's great. Um, You know, this recovery thing is like somebody has to be the laboratory rat that's going to jump out of the sick family system or the traditions and generational illnesses and curses that get passed on and say, I want to get well. I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to die like this. I want something better. And so Marshall was the first guy. And obviously because he was under the lash of alcoholism, that it it amps, it ups the ante that you gotta get well. But he took that risk and he got well. And because he chose to do that for himself, then and only then could his wife get these glorious tools. And that's just the paradox of recovery. You've got to clean your own side of the street before anybody else is gonna want what you have. And I wanna be real clear about this. Marshall wasn't as much pushing April towards this as she had the hunger for this. She saw Marshall change in such a revolutionary and dramatic way that it blew her mind. She did not think that was possible. And she wanted that miracle for herself. And she went after it with a gusto. God bless her. She said, I'm going to do this. And I remember her having that resolve. I'm doing this. I don't care what he says. I'm doing this. <laughs> not that he was going to stand in her way, but she had that commitment to herself, which everybody needs to have. If you're going to do this work, you got to, hey, this is important to me and you're not going to interfere with my journey. Um, And then on top of that, I always sit here and think of the grand scheme of things, you know, for me, and I'll say it till the day I die, higher power shows up in the timing of things and in the proximity. You know, if you're in a line of bullets and the bullet goes this way right past your ear and doesn't touch you, that's God. (laughs) If you're, uh, if you wonder why this happened at this certain time, where if you had waited two seconds longer, you would have missed it again, God. So the miracle of april getting these tools before she was going to be asked to go to the mountaintop with this challenge in her life and scott lee out of nashville says that thoroughly you're going to get called to the mountaintop and you better prepare for that day if not you're not going to be able to handle it and you'll probably not make it (laughs) and so How beautiful is that to think that there is actually a higher power that can see all, know all, and knew that with the challenges coming, April was going to need these tools and was going to need us. Can you imagine her going through this without this group? I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine my own life without this group. That is the one thing we have that I, you know, if you want to compare us to other groups, we have a tight family and we suit up and show up for each other. And we were all there at the funeral for her hardest day to have to walk through in her life and for her son to help her get through that. And what an honor. I considered it a great honor to give her a hug after the funeral and really hold on to her. I didn't let her let go. You know how you give your hug and then they start to let go. And I was like, no, I'm going to hold you a little bit longer because you need this. And I told her we were there for her and we won't let her down and anything she needs, let us know. And I I said it in group today and I'll wrap it up. You can go through anything in life. If you have people around you that give a fuck about you, you can really go through anything. Yeah. So thank God for these tools. Thank God for April doing her work. Thank God for her sponsor being a solid sponsor. She's a changed, completely different soul. And a lot of the things she went through in childhood are almost non recoverable when it comes to therapists. They'd be like, well, that's impossible for you to really get over something like that. No, it's not. Not with the 12 steps, it's not. Um, and I'm excited to see what the next chapters of her life are going to bring her because I, th- I believe she's going to blossom. I believe this is going to be her time. So God bless you, April. We love you. That's all I wanted to say.
0: Yeah, I will uh, second that. I am. Uh as so often happens in this thing is that what seems to be one of the worst things that can ever happen to you ends up being a springboard into something more and better. And it's almost, uh, it's, it's, it's almost a cliche around here that that happens. So I was actually speaking to her the other day about, you know, the, the April that is going to emerge from this, from this pile of ashes is going to be, uh, a stand back world. Cause, uh, uh, with the tool belt, she has, and, uh, and, and, you know, the heart that she has, uh, from what I can understand, she's going to, she wants to keep it going, keep the Druzy does it going. And uh I can't imagine what that might turn into, Dush, if she does that. She has fantastic organizational skills and other things under her belt that she a little bit takes for granted. She's a you know, she's like a CPA level money handler. Uh and having that along with the business, I have like zero of that in my money business handlings and uh and i and i struggle as a result of that i uh kind of expected travis to be in here and i don't know if he's having trouble i know hey, he's taking yeah
8: make sure we put the website for the druzy does it for anybody that wants to go support them
0: yep i will put that on the show notes too. make a note here i got a whole bunch of uh of uh Notes next to me. It's something I've learned to do as I've been doing that, doing this. Druzy does it, which is spurred off from the easy does it. And the Druzy is a specific formation that happens in crystals. Uh there's a little occlusion or something that happens with uh with 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 a inside a crystal called a Druzy. And uh, that's where that came from. I had no idea what it meant when he first started it. But uh, like I said, he, he became a student of of crystals. And, uh, and I am terrible about it. I, I call them by colors. Like this crystal, this is a green one. <laughs> that's what I know. Uh, this other one is a black one. One of my favorite ones I got from him, and it is so heavy I can't hardly pick it up. Ah! is my beautiful crystal ball that I look into to tell the future. I can uh, read people's futures by rubbing my beautiful clear. This thing is ungodly heavy. Apparently this is leaded glass. It has lead in it and it makes it weigh about 20 pounds i think uh i think uh shane's got one even bigger than the one i got uh i wonder where travis and of course mark wanted to be here tonight uh but he had a previous engagement and i did this on very short notice so i know that uh uh that caught some people and they they contacted me and i told them i can easily enough uh patch this in because i would like this uh episode to come in, come out uh sunday morning standing here looking i found his podcast a minute ago i think it's 133
3: yeah i was right how do i remember that 133 uh it's going to try to play i was kind of going to re- relive some of the
0: show notes because at that 133 and one year sober the 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 crystal business had not come to about yet at that time it
3: uh it came in later on and uh i just know so often that higher power brings these
0: people uh and you know, as Bill says in his book, that would normally not mix. Uh I I, I disagree with that in some areas because I think Marshall was a guy I would have normally mixed with. Uh he, he wasn't, but but the distance and the other things make, make it fall under the normally not mix thing and how higher power brings us together with these people that impact our lives and uh it's just a shame that that we uh have to say goodbye to him too early, because uh, another one of my sayings is is I, I I never knew death until I knew death in twelve step recovery of losing people. The vast majority of those are actually succumbed to the disease. And uh thank God that uh, uh Marshall did not have that happen. Uh, We actually have, well, we still have two guys in our home group who are dealing with cancer right now. And we're probably going to, I don't want to, it's, I don't want to manifest by talking, but this is, uh, uh, I, I joked around about something being in the spiritual underground water. I've stopped drinking it. Uh, I'll bring my own water to
3: the meetings now. And that's just a joke. Uh, Well, anything
0: come up for anybody else? We've been sitting here talking for uh, almost two hours, which is unbelievable. You sit down and boom, boom, boom. The time just flies. And, uh, And, of course, you hang up and uh and you think of a story that you missed or something that you uh that comes to mind after this uh i I, i'm certainly open i'm going to take a few days to process it and put it together and i think i will actually if everybody's cool with it i think i'll actually release this one on youtube too uh that'll make that'll have our images on it uh this makes it easy. It's really, it's kind of a pain in the butt to put the other non video podcasts on YouTube. And when I look and I have, uh, three listeners, uh, per episode on YouTube, it just doesn't feel like
3: the juice is not worth the squeeze when it comes to that. And I know I'm going to get a little bit of a clip in from, uh, from, uh, Mark, his sponsor.
0: And you're right, Chris, you know, April saw Marshall and, and, and she wanted what he had and, uh, higher power had, uh, just recently put together a program where she could go get that and, uh, uh, I'll, I'll. So sounds a little arrogant at some level, but I was, uh, she, it, she, she had some canonas or whatever they're called to come ask me to sponsor her. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do that. Uh, but she was bound and determined to, to, to get what Marshall had and she wanted the full dose and, uh, I'll give I'll give April one more nod and, uh, This is something about like, you know, amends are a funny thing when it comes to us. You know, I don't know that I subscribe to the uh, or that I understand a person who has done all their amends. But April is the only person I've ever sponsored that has proven and actually did do. She was able to tie a bow around every one of her amends. She did them all. Uh, Good amends, amends of a mission, uh, going and thanking people for being, playing a a part in their lives. And and then also uh, a lot of, uh, I learned together with her that we kind of had a, uh, we discovered, you know, that we do amends to people who had harmed us. But I also learned that, you know, there's a there's a there's a mechanism for doing an amend where it's just a clearing of the energy between two people. There was not really a a, harmed you or you harmed me kind of thing, but we just had a little bit of bump in in the in the in the in the. going and what going through life thing that caused us to separate. And we learned to do amends to those people to kind of clear the energy and, and wash away the, the blocks that people were having. And, uh, I really did. I, uh, April brought a lot of stuff into my life. And I know this is about Marshall, but they're kind of a pair. Uh, April brought a lot of stuff into my life that I didn't even know I needed. Uh, scared to death to, uh, to, to sponsor a female and sponsor one that is a, the wife of one of my really good friends. (laughs) And, uh, and I think we did it as gracefully as could be done when all said and done. Uh, I have a song queued up and I was going to end this podcast with that song from the, from the funeral and it is a, uh, four and a half minute song and i don't know how well to come through i'll have to see but does anybody have any uh any last things they want to say or we can just go around real quick and uh do it one minute goodbye to our friend or whatever you think i'm open to suggestions
3: I'll, see I'll, you... I'll say something have at
0: it um, brother
7: you know, so, um, I think I know where April asking you to sponsor came from. And I think that was a nudge from Marshall because I think, um, he respected you enough and knew you, um, knew your program and knew that you would be perfect for her. And, um, I don't think he would want anybody else to sponsor, her but you so i'm grateful for you and uh helping her recover as well along with marshall and you did it gracefully man and i mean uh, i don't want to say gracefully i'm just the wrong word but you you managed that line very well and i'm envious of that of you man that you did you did a great job with all that and um i know he totally thanks you from the bottom of his heart for sponsoring his wife and help saving her as well so i just want to add that and uh just say uh you. um i miss marshall and uh i'll never forget him love him thank you dan for everything yeah
0: beautiful
3: thank you go ahead evan
10: there we go uh i didn't say it i wrote it down that uh Marshall showed me another way to connect to energy because he was an energy warrior. Um, And when I think about Marshall and April, uh, you all may not see it, but for me, they're like bookends. And now his energy is out there, but April's the one holding up that shelf. And I think she's going to do it with grace. Because he's behind her and she has his power. Because he shared it. with Thank you. Marshall was a
3: great. Lead. Thank you, Evelyn. Christopher. I, I don't know if it was
8: mentioned. I don't think so. But it, I feel like it has to be mentioned that uh, Marshall and April are raising a special needs child. And, you know, I'm a social worker and I know what that takes. <laughs> and to me, those are the true miracle workers in this world. <laughs> wow. On the level of Mother Teresa, okay? That is not an easy job. And they did it very well. Very, very well. Um, if I can tell that quick story, and I'm passing it through Dan, so just to paraphrase, uh, April was, was having a hard time explaining to Thomas what was happening to his father and somebody passed on a book to her that was specially tailored for special needs children to understand death and apparently it worked perfectly because afterward Thomas sort of it kind of clicked and he kind of understood better what was going on and then he made the most adorable childlike statement fresh from the heart of innocence he looked up at his mom and he said so does that mean we go to the store and get a new daddy? <laughs> Which just breaks my heart and also makes me smile and laugh. I, I just love it. But um, as far as Marshall goes, there's always a, you know, I'm a strange beast. That's That's a lovable quality of mine. <laughs> and I always have this strange idea that when people pass, I'm like, that lucky bastard, he's got the answers now. He knows the fucking answers of the universe that I've always struggled with my whole life and died to know. I don't want to die today, and I'm not ready to go learn them today. But whenever someone passes, I consider that a gift. I mean, what a great gift to have that peace to know the entirety of everything, which I hope we all get after death. And, um, and he's at peace, and he's no longer in pain. And this fucking world with all of its pain, he's free of that and God bless him. And he's going to, his spirit will carry on one last thing that's that we do in our program. You know, this is an old saying and if for anybody that's new in the program, and hasn't heard this, take this to heart. You know, you can do your sobriety many different ways. And there's a guy in my group right now that is fighting the AA thing. But I heard an old timer say one time, if you do your sobriety by yourself and you don't do it with a group like we have in AA, when you die, your sobriety dies with you. Hmm. But you do it with us, you will be remembered and mentioned. I still talk about a guy named Frank and he's been gone off this world for over 25 years, but he made that impact on my journey. And so I know we'll, be keep, talk- we'll keep talking about Marshall and his spirit will live on. And I love that Ross, brought that green light to the meeting the other night and put it in the middle and said green was Marshall's favorite color. So I want him to be here with us tonight. That's the shit we get to do in recovery guys. And anybody that's out there suffering, I hope you'll join us. Thanks for this tonight, Dan. I really
3: loved it. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. I'm Janelle,
9: gonna jump in
3: real quick. Oh. Go ahead. Janelle also jumped in here late
0: and if she wants to say something, I would uh, love to hear it, but go ahead, Charlie. Janelle can go after you
4: okay um yeah just kind of i just want to continue off where christopher was there with the i was so glad um you know marshall kind of drifted away from us for a little while and then he came back man and i was just i was so glad that he was able to die you know like together like he made the transition with us um like we had him in our hearts and i'm sure he had us in in his heart you know and for that to happen like it's it's not like it's not really a death you know I was almost a little bit surprised that I wasn't more emotional at the funeral but it was kind of like um <clears throat> just a redistribution you know it's like a redistribution of his energy and um you know he, he's just sent sent off and he's one with the, the universe now but like He will always live on with us, Uh, like Christopher just said, because, you know, he made the transition as part of our group. He didn't do that alone, man. And like when that happens, you will live forever, you know, and and I believe he's living forever anyway. It's just in a different form. He's gone on to the next stage. Um, But like we still get to have him here with us and uh, through crystals like I was looking at it today. I was in my little gym room that I have here and I've got a shelf. And I've got you know things that Dan has given me over the years and other people in recovery, but like there's a specific section for crystals. And Marshall and I were not close, but I remember every year I would celebrate my birthday down at our halfway house that I went through Sober Solutions, and Marshall showed up to it, like, and he brought me a crystal for my birthday, you know. But like we, it's not like we talked on the phone regularly, or you know, one time he did it, and I swear we hadn't talked in six months, (laughs) you know. And he still showed up for my birthday with a crystal and, you know, he wanted to tell me all about it. I don't know. That's just, um, that's the memory that I will hold of Marshall and, and he just to testify to like his genuineness, I don't know what the word is, but his authenticity, man. Um, this is when I knew like he was bought into our group. It was, it was at the retreat, but he showed vulnerability and I could tell he started talking about when he went bald and, uh and, and like how he tried everything. Like he could not come to terms with the fact that he was losing his hair. You know, he did like Bosley and Roga, all those things, you know, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And like, people were kind of laughing and he was being dead serious. And so, you know, like, that him just opening up that like vulnerability, right? Like that's putting your chips in the middle of the table to me. And he was, he was authentic, man. Like he, he always pushed his chips to the middle and let you know like what horse he was going to ride until the end. <laughs> and that's just the kind of person that Marshall was. And so that is how I will choose to hold him in my heart. I love you, Marshall, man. I'm I'm so glad we got to do this bar- uh podcast tonight.
3: And, um, Yeah, man, we just want to lift up your spirit and remember you. That's it. Thanks, Charlie. Jane, Darren just texted me. and wanted to know if he had time
0: to get in, and I said yes, so we'll drag our feet a little.
7: Yeah, just one more thing. Christopher brought up a good point about um, remembering Marshall always. Um, April and I were talking, and she said, do you think they'll celebrate his birthday in August? And that's something that I did want to bring up in the home group, maybe have a home group meeting about it to maybe in August celebrate Marshall as well. um, And just put it up for vote. I want to say it now because I keep forgetting about it, forgetting about it. So I just wanted to say it now and throw it out there in the universe to be thinking about and uh, maybe bring it up in a home group.
8: No uh, vote needed. I say, fuck uh, yeah. And I say, bring April. And I say, let's have a party. And yes, we're going to do it.
0: Fuck. Yeah.
3: And, <laughs> and That's a great, great idea. Great
7: idea.
0: Yeah. And Thomas yeah.
3: too.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause April wanted to come and she's like, do you think they will? I was like, I'll bring it up. And I, I it just totally left my mind until Christopher sparked that in me. So I wanted to say it now before it, it, it left me again. So love my brother. Thank you for everything. And I'd like to hear Darren speak if he can get in here too. And he's there. Um, all right, cool. I'll let him talk. Thank you. What's up, Darren? That's your
5: medicine right there. Thank you. Um, The 17th, I I couldn't even talk. I've been in here for a month. And I damn near died.
3: I I did that. And I came back. I was
5: lucky. And and they kept dicking around. And they would listen to me. I had a kidney infection, but that don't mean stuff right now. Um, then I never spent any time at dance or retreat, but one year I went, and uh, he stayed. Uh, we I stayed for the morning. We went down to the pond, and it was rough on my back, but I met Marshall and he was new. And uh, he, on his property had this big culvert and him and his son.
9: So your are Landis.
5: I said, thank you. They're uh, poking me like a pincushion. You know it, man. Um, but they're keeping me alive. Um, by the way, real quick, Friday afternoon I'm having surgery We're removing uh the kidney stone that has a stent that won't that won't pass and they're gonna uh, use a blazer set on to cut me that it I don't care about what me right now um, this dude he was so proud he could show me a a beautiful piece of smoky quartz and a clear quartz. And I looked at it, and I said, buddy, I found a clear quartz. That's a Lumerian sea crystal. And I explained to him the myth and how those lines um weren't man-made. Those things were part of the crystal. And the myth was the Lumerian society, like Alanians, was gonna end. a planted those crystals in the ground, and I've got three, and he probably got like fifty um, by now. And each piece has information, and the universe kind of lines it up so it tells you um, what it is. And he was shocked and blown away <laughs> and within two years this bitch had his own business and uh, all kinds of crystals kept adding and i hadn't had no idea and this one of my aides is talking about she wants to dig up crystals i'm like won't you go on my buddy's facebook page i had no idea because uh, Saturday, I was unresponsive. Monday, I was, um, most of the day, the best thing I could say was, ba-ba-ba, ba I couldn't talk. And then all of a sudden, um, Sunday afternoon, I was me. And um, that was now, and the first time they would listen to me, and they uh, said it had urinary tract infection, and they bout urine. they urinary tract infection me me to the point where they told Karen I was I was, not, it's, I was close to death, and I saw what everybody saw the tunnel, the light, and it happened to me.
3: Um. But my brother,
5: my Buffalo brother, it's not a shock. Because a month ago, he's done fine,
3: and have that month,
5: I was, you couldn't. I was like, Karen found me at Essex, and I was unresponsive, and what i don't know the word but i was passed out at essex and karen had to find me and they rushed me to the hospital a second time and it took them forever to find out i had kidney stones and uh, kidney infections uh, enough about
3: me He
5: was lovable he was likable he was one of the most easy to love people
3: I'm a mess but he's he's happy he's clear he's and his belief um all we have to do is think of him um once we grieve and he's there. And uh that's all I got. Thank you, Darren. Very you, too, Darren.
5: Uh, How how's A- how's April?
3: April's hanging in there.
5: Uh, are you at
10: are you at Baptist?
5: yeah okay thank you this and a half uh visitors tomorrow family first but um after friday um after i've recovered it's game on for visitors but right now it's family only
3: and close friends still on the fifth floor um yeah. Okay. Thanks.
5: Okay. Love you. Love you too.
0: Well, cool, cool, everybody. Thank you for joining me with this. Uh I think it's an important thing. I feel a little bad about missing a couple of our people, but like I don't know how to do it so late. And you know, uh Bobby and Dogman both died over a year ago and uh one of the mistakes I made was talking to family members about getting permission to do this, and uh that was didn't go so well so uh uh probably was a thing to honor if that's the case but uh I think I'm gonna close her out with uh that song that was played at uh and I don't know how well it's gonna come through, but I'm gonna give it a try, and I'll listen to it and see if it. Come through, and if I can't, I'll patch it in some better way, uh, and I'll take my chances with the copyright police. Uh,
3: this is YouTube. Yes,
0: yeah, it's a song that was played at his uh, at his at his memorial at his service. So thank all y'all. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't end this in a couple ways. You're not having a blast in your recovery. It's because you're not doing it right. And just thank all of us. Thank everybody out there for allowing this group of wonderful people to uh, participate in our recoveries, by participating in uh, Marshall's recovery and April's recovery uh, in this manner tonight. Peace out.